0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
1: Oh my God, Tara cut me off, and I'm just irate. I loved it. Welcome to Crafted's Podcast. This is our second episode of the night, actually, first time that we've ever done that. It's still October 12th. We just did the Many Saints of Newark episode, uh, a little bit of Sopranos babble as well. We won't uh, dwell on that, but just go watch The Sopranos if you've never seen it before, and if you haven't, you're a bad person.
0: It'll vastly improve your life.
1: It will. So... This is movie rundown number four. We're not setting any records here. Um, this is, I think, the second most movies that we've done in one rundown. So uh, I'll tell you about the drill in a second here. For those of you that are joining for the first time, uh, this is a Craft Heads podcast, a podcast about everything but also nothing, and every episode is something different. And the movie rundowns that Tara and I do together are... We go through a long list of movies, uh, from ones that we've just been watching over the past, you know, several re- weeks or whatever it is, and we'll tell you the name of the movie, maybe a f- super quick synopsis if necessary, the year, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings. I always read critics first and then audience, the runtime, the rating, or our I should say our recommendation. So we're going to say watch, skip, or must watch. And avoid at all costs. So there's four there. You know the majority of them are watch or skip. But I'm very excited on this episode because we actually have several must watches of all of the movie the movie rundowns that we've done. We have the most must watches I think on this one, and I think you're gonna agree. I have them written down already. I'm gonna let Tara give her recommendation first, but and then we'll see if we're aligned on them. But um, that's that's how these work. Uh, just a, a quick clarification. I had a listener and friend Yaley request that I include where we watched it. The only reason I'm not going to do that is because you know, whenever we watched the first movie on this list, it was a, at least a month ago, maybe more, six weeks or something. And like going through and finding out where all of them are currently streaming is not only damn near impossible, but it can change by the time you hear this. So it's not really useful information. The best thing that you can do, uh, if you know, aside from just outright googling. If you have a Roku stick, just on the main home screen of Roku, not in any app, search for the movie name, and it'll show you who has it, and if it's free to stream on a platform or if you have to pay to rent it.
0: The way that you ask... Okay. The, I thought he meant where you watched it in terms of geographically.
1: You're insane. You, <laughs> the, the, uh, I, think, I,
0: I did not understand the question. I was like... uh I don't know, Atlanta.
1: I think come heavy or not at all. The beer featured in the Many Saints of Newark episode just threw you for a whirl. So, hey, speaking of, let's talk about let's talk about our drinks. Every episode we have something new to drink once again if you're new, welcome. So Tara, why don't you start with your beer?
0: I have a Wicked Weed Brewing um Pernicious. It is
1: Red will be happy.
0: Yeah, 7.3 um, won an award in 2015, pretty good. Uh, well, I haven't actually, I've had it before. Yeah. Pernicious yeah.
1: IPA, right? Yes. Okay.
0: And allegedly its drinkability and clean finish will lead me to never look at IPAs the same way again. So let's see if that's true.
1: It's going to take a lot for it to be that special because we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. There it are like, like an IPA, There are, <laughs> right? There are just a lot of IPAs out there. Um, I had something that, I brought something to the podcast, both in light of the season. It is, of course, now fall, autumn, whatever you prefer. Are you a fall or an autumn person?
0: Fall, because I'm from Bradford.
1: Yeah, I think fall, unless I want to sound fancy. Anyways, I have Founders Oktoberfest. So, Founders is a pretty well-known and reputable brewer. And I got to say, uh, Oktoberfests are typically Marzens, like uh, real, real Oktoberfest beers, German style. And... Yeah. This is one of my favorite Oktoberfests that I've gotten. It's six percent, so it's a little bit higher than a, you know, just like a standard beer. And I really like it. I we got a, a 12-pack on a whim at Whole Foods, and I'm I've just really been enjoying drinking, you know, one or two at a time.
0: It is one of the most um drinkable big case 12-pack beers I've had of Oktoberfest. I think another one that I like that's pretty drinkable is what's sam adams version
1: i mean i think they call it Oktoberfest. i i'm pretty sure
0: theirs is pretty drinkable as well yeah in terms of like but this is better oh my gosh yeah i was looking for one but i don't i think that's the last one
1: so now that we've had our drinks tara i did want to tell everybody one funny thing that they can start doing while they watch movies we got to tell them about the (gasps) game
0: the game i don't know
1: if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I I apologize if we have. I just, I don't think that we did. So this is actually, this goes way far back. I think to me and Jake Kurtz, you've heard him lots of times on the podcast. And I know, I swear he and I started it, but I also did it with Nick Reed a lot in, in college. And he was the one on the, uh, you know, my old uh, podcast co host the two V one podcast episode. And, what we do is, at the beginning of the movie, you start the movie, then you hit pause, and you're like, what are your words? So each of you picks a particular word, and it can't be something stupid, like the, or eat, you know, like something really simple that, like, okay, there's a really good chance it's going to happen. And similarly, you can't watch a movie that is set in...
0: Like a pirate movie, and then, like, your word is parrot. Or, 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 like, or a ship, mate, matey, or... or a medieval
1: movie, and you pick the word sword. Like, it, it's, yeah. good, it's often good to pick an obscure verb or something that you know, there's no possible way that you could have any foreknowledge. And obviously, there's an honor system. Like, if you've seen it or know, have an inkling about it, why even play? You're just an idiot. But it's fun to pick, you know, something really strange and then. All I can promise you is when they say it, it's fucking hilarious. It sounds really <laughs> stupid, but trust me, the first time you play and you, quote, win, you'll love it. But here's the thing. We've been doing that for years. We took it to a, another level. If you really want to get complicated, by the way, everybody in the room does this. The, the more people you have, the funnier it is, the better it is. The second thing is picking an object. So you mm-hmm. have to speak. The reason we started doing this is because we were watching movies with uh, Kurtz and Kelly, and the one, and Kelly said, collar.
0: Oh, I was thinking of this. And they, I was hoping
1: you'd bring it up. <laughs> it was so her word it was, was collar. In, it was in the tall grass. It yep. was that Stephen King movie, and they didn't say it, but they they showed a dog collar on screen and like zoomed in on it's it. A and dead we all, dog. we're all like, "Oh my god, it's a yeah. collar!" And I'm like, "But they didn't say it. you don't get any points." It was
0: still so funny. Yeah, though. we do the
1: like, oh, you get a half a point, and then we have other silly rules like, oh, well, you get a point, but it's not funny. You make your own rules for that, and then. It,
0: the game is also um very much like, um whose line is it anyway, where the points don't matter, so we say we're getting right. points, but like we don't win anything. We just the winning is laughing your ass off, yes, because like if you get your word said on screen or and and we have like added new fun rules, so one of the things is objects, so like you pick an object, like it could be. A basketball. But like if you see a basketball in a medieval movie, you just absolutely go bonkers for that. We've also added um an action. And the reason that we did action was from... um
1: One of the movies we're going to talk about. I'll, yeah. Don't say it.
0: Yeah. So when we get to that movie, I'll say what the action was but i i remember telling alex i was like imagine if you said that you were doing this or the person had to do this
1: and so the, that that the more specific and impossible the word or the situation or the action or the object that's what makes it so funny you know like you could say somebody getting run over by a steamroller and then like if it actually happens you would just shit yourself
0: someone has to get a colonoscopy like imagine them showing a doctor's like operating room and like oh my god some guy's preparing for a colonoscopy and then they talk about his ass like
1: near misses are are equally funny like if you get it looks like they're about to do it and but then they don't quite do it like the build-up oh my god it's so so actions
0: well hold on Word, object, action. So those are the three big hitters we typically do. If we're watching a movie, it's like I don't know, but we're maybe tired or like a little too drunk. Maybe we'll just do an uh, you Words know a word is or, easiest. or an object. Yeah. That would be another easy one to do. So you can kind of tone it down because if we're watching with too many people, we have to write them all down yeah, like a notepad, a and note then we're like, which one did we do? So
1: like, oh yeah. my God, so who who had rake? Somebody had rake. <laughs> so anyways. Let's do this. We're diving in. I think there's 28 movies. Okay. Uh, remember, Tara, we're trying to keep it certainly to less than a minute for every movie. So, um, If I don't f-
0: remember, give me like a quick little snippet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. To help jog my memory.
1: So the first one, uh, Cosmic Sin. Oh. Bruce Willis was in it. Year 2021. Uh, critics, 3%. Audience, 61%. Runtime, 128 it's a space sci-fi movie. that's all I'll say.
0: The critics, okay, you heard let's move fast. yeah, you heard you heard my reaction. I hard skip must skip. watch it. avoid at all costs. This is
1: one of two um, on my list.
0: Those critics were paid to give good ratings. you said sixty one critics?
1: No, I said three critics, which is accurate.
0: okay, yeah, audience sixty
1: one. It must have been people without a brainstem stem watching it. It was legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Please don't watch if it. If you
0: go, I, I remember watching and going through reviews and people. Um, so the review rating was high, and then everyone commenting on—I I forget which uh, forum it was—they're like, I don't know where all this is coming from because literally you could just scroll through pages and pages and pages of reviews uh, and everyone
1: we've spent too much time ah, this movie is horrible terrible. i can't talk bruce about willis it. says no, like two we're words done. <laughs> a classic horror story year 2021 critics 50 percent audience 35 percent 135 runtime. that was a, it was in italian you so it's a foreign movie. You only oh, you like I was applause, like half awake it. for that. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean...
1: it's a, it's a I'll say it's a cabin in the woods horror movie. Um, there was there were some funny goofy twists. There was one really <laughs> I messed up funny messed up death that I enjoyed, but what would you say?
0: For me, like skip.
1: Yeah, it was a skip for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't waste your time on it. Elizabeth Harvest, twenty eighteen. 52 critics, 41 audience, 148 run time. Do you remember this one? Elizabeth Harvest. It had the king of the north in it and the pretty redhead girl. She got married and went to the really nice house and we can't we're not going to do spoilers on these cuz that would defeat the purpose. You wound up seeing what was happening. Do you want to give a rating? You said skip. Skip. Okay, mine mine was a watch. I actually kind of loved that movie. Great. I'm um, I'll say sci-fi dystopian in a way. Nah, not dystopian. It was it's more sci-fi and it's got a, a pretty wild thriller bent to it. That's what mm-hmm. I should have said. Strangers Prey at Night. 2018. 40 critics, 34 audience, 125 runtime. So, I don't know if you've ever seen the original Strangers, but it's a sequel to that or a prequel, I don't know. Who seriously who cares? Um, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters and I was like, oh, you know, it's a horror slasher fic. It's where the, the bag heads came from. Yeah. Do you remember this movie?
0: I do remember it. I did not see the first strangers. Yeah. Um, for me myself, I would say skip
1: total skip. It, it was, it's a throwaway horror movie. It wasn't even wa- worth it despite how short it was. It is worth noting that my action for the movie was somebody has to get hit in the head with a baseball bat and it happened and it was awesome. Next movie, Blood Red Sky, 2021, 80 critics, 56 audience, 201 run run runtime. Do you remember what this was about? Must watch. This is a must watch. It is a movie about, I'll say, generally calamity on an airplane.
0: Also, um, if this is still on Netflix, if you search it, immediately click it and start the movie. Don't even read anything because I accidentally read a little bit about um the movie and then also if you let the trailer for it play it you it ruins see the movie. It, it ruins the movie and you're kind of like oh my gosh yeah yeah so i would say must watch and get into the movie as quickly as possible so you don't get yourself spoilers
1: yeah so i have five i have a notes column in my movie chart and only five of these movies have notes one of them is blood red sky and and it's it's the no trailers comment that I made like Mm -hmm. trailers are so stupid because half the time they show you half the movie or all the good stuff but this one is is a bigger offender than most because just reading about it it's you don't really know what it's really about and it's unbelievably cool I, w- I would call it a must-watch.
0: caveat, I would say Netflix should implement a setting on your account where you could go in and disable trailers from automatically There's a starting. lot of things
1: that they should do, but they won't. Yeah, so that's true. Whatever, they're, okay. It's imperfect. Water World, 1995, 48 critics, 43 audience, 216 runtime. What's your rating? Must-watch. Yours is a must-watch. Nice. Hell,
0: yes. I, I love that you know movie.
1: What? I might... I, okay, it's a cult. So,
0: it's a, It has like a cult following, and so I think it's either like a take it or leave it, love it or hate it type of movie. And I think that's so. Some people like shit on it, but other people like and really enjoy it. And I remember watching it years ago, and then I rewatched it with you, and I forgot just how much I really truly enjoyed that movie.
1: So I am. There were two movies on this list where I was like on the fence between calling calling one of the extreme ratings and. I'm trying to remember that not everybody has my exact same tastes. My my must-watch ratings I feel so strongly about that if you, dear listener, watch it and feel like I steered you wrong, you can talk to me about a refund because I'm- and Waterworld for me is a watch. I loved it. I think it is hilarious. The characters, freaking Dennis Hopper, his character oh is God. legendary. I'm- I'm officially going on record as saying watch because it's so strange, but it is a cult classic and I thought it was a great movie and it's a must watch for Tara. Uh, by the way, the entire world is covered in water. So it's good times for like climate change movies. Yeah.
0: It's, um, (laughs) pertinent.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, the outsider, 2018, 17 critics, 67 audience, two hours runtime. What's your rating? Watch. Just watch.
0: You had a must watch. I had a
1: must watch. Do you remember what The Outsider was? Yeah, the Yakuza movie.
0: Yeah. Oh man,
1: I thought that was a must watch, and, and I'm amazed considering Larry. You know
0: what? Just how you were on the fence about Waterworld. That's, I'll say okay. I'm. Yeah. I would say I'm in between must watch and watch.
1: It. It. I've. I liked The Outsider more than Water. Waterworld cool. is is more fun, but The Outsider. I think those ratings, the critics' ratings, are complete bullshit 17 it was the outsider yes oh it was so good it's a really so if you like organized crime except of course this is yakuza so it's japanese man this movie was awesome
0: honestly like um a lot of it was subdued undertones like i I really enjoyed that movie and i think that's a trash rating that Mm -hmm. didn't they they threw that movie under the bus the critics
1: that's unacceptable and a lot of times, when you see those discrepancies, it, you can—it's more often than not, um, critics just being critics. So, yeah. Boxing Helena or Helena, not sure how to pronounce it. I can't remember. 17 percent critics, thirty-five percent audience, one forty-seven runtime. And Tara did not watch this, so uh, it's just really not her cup of tea. The reason I watched it is I, I know I know of it to be kind of messed up. It was always like very controversial and it was on my radar for two reasons. One, it is directed by David Lynch's daughter. I think her name's Jennifer, I can't remember. And it is starring Sherilyn, Sherilyn Fenn, who is my huge crush, the Marilyn Monroe of the 90s. I think she was, she was I think better. she was better, way better looking than Marilyn way Monroe, better. in my opinion. And um so I was always kind of interested in it. Like anytime somebody talks about a movie being like really twisted and controversial like obviously I want to see it that being said it's sort of long for what it is and I would say overall for the average person probably skippable the only thing I'll say is it was kind of messed up at parts and the ending almost made me feel better about myself for having watched it and the good news is not good news this is a random comment one of my in my notes column it's one of the earliest references, so 1993, that I have ever seen to iced coffee. Hmm. Seriously, think about that. Because iced coffee exploded in the past decade, right? May, maybe a little bit more. I mean, I've I... never heard anybody talk about it that far back. So yeah, that's uh, what, the when question you say of craft... It came out? Nineteen ninety three. That's the question of Crafthead's podcast. Uh, when did iced coffee become a thing? Officially? I would
0: always watch my dad, so you know my. This is a tangent. You know how he makes his shitloads of coffee. If he any if any time he would ever forget to finish his pot of coffee, he would save it for the end of the day, and then he'd pour it over ice. I believe
1: that. Yeah. See, I I guess what I'm asking is, when could you? order it go then... yeah when could you go to a Dunkin' or a starbucks and order an iced coffee and it was like an established menu item and people weren't like what do you mean so that's my that's my question hmm. the most unknown this was a documentary i watched it on a southwest flight tara did not watch it 2018 83 critics 62 audience 128 r- runtime it's a documentary about as the name implies uh just like really crazy unknown unknown not under research, but not totally understood things uh, on our planet. And I really liked the format of it. It was, I don't remember the exact number. Let's just say it was seven or eight experts in their fields, all scientists. And it started off with one scientist talking about this one thing. And then in the next segment, they would meet up in person with another scientist in another field. So maybe an astrophysicist meeting up with a biologist and then they would tackle the the biology thing. And then the biologist would go meet a chemist and then they would tackle the chemistry thing. And it was, I really liked that format. This is going to sound terrible. I knew about a lot of the things already in this. And usually documentaries, I I like the ones where I get wild by things that kind of blow me away. So it wasn't bad. When I say skip as my rating, it's not a bad documentary, but I have another documentary on this that was better. Time Trap 2017, 62 critics, 64 audience, 127 runtime. Tara? Must watch. Yes. This top three on this list.
0: Yeah. Please, e- easily.
1: Please just drop everything and watch t- Time Trap. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um and and it gets bonus points for the runtime. Yeah. 127.
0: But you know what's insane? So the runtime is short. That movie feels long. Felt so long.
1: Appropriate. But
0: I was also riveted the entire time. Like I was really it really hooked me in the beginning. And uh after it was over, I was like, I can't believe it was only this long. It was like, one I of those like movies a warp.
1: where during the movie, Tara and I looked at each other with like big smiles on our face and we were like, no fucking way. Or like, this is so it was awesome. so
0: excited. I felt like a little kid. Yes. Like, re- you know what it felt like? It felt like I was a little kid reading a new like fiction sci-fi novel for the first time and like that excitement of like, wow, this is so cool. And like you got the mental visualizations and imagination running wild and like you can... You're almost there while you're reading. While we were watching, I felt like I was in it with them. And I was like, oh my God, it was, it was just awesome.
1: I agree. I want to rewatch it. Go check that movie out. The Edge of All We Know. This was another documentary. This is the other one I was talking about. 2020. It's about black holes, of course, because 90% oh, okay. of documentaries are. 100% critics, 86% audience, 139 runtime. What was your rating? watch mine was a watch as well. this was the better of the two um, once again I've lo- I've watched a lot of black hole stuff so a lot of the stuff that you know gets sort of regurgitated whether it's on Wikipedia or a random science article or whatever I've read about and generally understand them uh, or at least as we theorize them but th- my favorite part about this one had a ton of actual Stephen the late Stephen Hawking in it before he died. And what, what a, uh, a tragedy
0: like oh my God. For, for
1: that, just limitless brilliance trapped in that frail, near useless body. Like I said to Tara, not trying to be funny, I'd be an atheist too if, yeah. if I were Stephen Hawking. And it's just, man... It's it's kind of tough to watch, actually, at times. Cause oh, I, I,
0: Alex, I was just going to say it made me sad. Can
1: you imagine having the passion and the brilliance and continuing on with your work what, all the while you are a prisoner in your own body? Like, oh, God, it's yeah. that part of it is tough. In a way, we owe it to Stephen Hawking to watch because that dude, he was yeah. amazing. And you know what? An it, amazing person. That's
0: an inspiring document documentary, excuse me, because you see a lot of different aspects about them talking about black holes and like the science and calculation and just like it just the insane amount of mathematics behind all of it and it inspires it inspired me i was like you know wow you know if i had a whole another lifetime being in the sciences and something like that like space science that would be so freaking cool but yeah. alas or, or if
1: somebody is putting something off and i'm i'm guilty of it Or they use the words, I can't do this, about whatever. It's kind of like, what's your excuse? Yeah. Like, look at this dude. So, um, anyways, next movie, Crimson Peak, 2015. I'd never even heard of this one. Critics, 72, 55, audience, 159, runtime. This is a, um, oh my God, Guillermo Guillermo del Toro movie. So, uh, like, Pan's Labyrinth kind of stuff. Very, like, high, not high fantasy, but intense fantasy I'll call it what uh is your rating on that one
0: this is the one that I was thinking of earlier I like half watched this mm-hmm. and James and I were watching it That's yeah right. I would say
1: because you were like asleep or drunk or something or both
0: yeah I don't know what I think I was disinterested in it because it was advertised as horror and I was like, eh. But then there's elements of it that were like, they seemed interesting. But at the same time, I was kind of like, meh. I, I don't think I was like mentally ready to Can watch that movie. you not give
1: a rating because of that? No, I literally can't give a rating. Oh, that's fair. I just wanted to make sure. This one, I couldn't quite give it a must watch. But I'm going to give it a strong. It's a watch. It, it was a very, very cool movie, especially considering I'd never heard anything about it. It was just kind of totally out of left field. Um, the guy who plays... Oh, I'm terrible. Who plays Loki? Um, Tom Hiddleston. He's in it. Yeah. Um, and maybe a couple other people. Uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on actors, uh, only because these podcasts could go on forever. But uh, great movie, and also a a death that will... It's gut-wrenching, both watching what happens and just the story implications of it. It's a really good movie. Check it out. Take a look. Uh, next movie, Mystic River. This is a slightly older one because this this podcast is skewing very, very recent. 2003. It's like Clint Eastwood, Sean Penn, and uh, Tim Robbins. We Clint watched... Eastwood directed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sean Penn. Oh, Kevin Bacon. And you're right. Clint Eastwood did direct it. 88 critics, 88 audience, 217 runtime. What's your rating? You're looking at me like I'm quizzing you.
0: No, I'm like most of the movie, I have the feelings of like watch. Mm-hmm. The ending makes me want to say skip. So I'm like on the fence about it.
1: I gave it a soft watch.
0: So I'll say soft watch. Soft yeah. watch. If,
1: if Crimson Peak if, was a hard watch, this is a soft
0: watch. Yeah. If you if you like Sean Penn and it, Kevin he's Bacon, he's a great actor.
1: Actually, they're all good actors. I, I
0: would say the acting in it was wonderful, mm-hmm. and like the cinematic side of it was wonderful. But I think some of the story and plot um, near the, again near the end of the movie falls short.
1: I agree. I think it's a little too critically acclaimed, to be honest yeah just a little higher than it should be honestly
0: i would say critically acclaimed all through the movie up until like the ending and then i'm just kind of like yeah oh okay yeah
1: because some of it was like wait a minute this this could not happen this doesn't make sense but regardless awake 2019 14 critics uh there were not enough reviews it said i think it said like fewer than 50 reviews so it wouldn't give me an an audience one that might be a new feature that's interesting 132 runtime do you remember this one? We were hammered at Give Jake and Kelly's. At
0: Jake and Kelly's? The guy, a
1: guy wakes up in a hospital. His face is all bandaged. He has amnesia. He's wanted for oh, a series yeah. of murders.
0: I like that movie.
1: Did you? I would say watch. Watch. I put it for a skip because it. I thought it was very forgettable. Because you all. were drunk. No, no, no. I just, I remember it. I just... I thought it was kind of, forget. it was not a terrible movie. I'm just, yeah. if I'm trying to save t- people time with a list of 28 movies.
0: Soft watch. And I'm
1: trying to do 50, 50- yeah, that's fair. Trying to do 50-50. Um, that's my recommendation. And by the way, uh, whenever I post this in the Movie Recco's uh, new channel on the Craft Heads Discord uh, I'm just putting in the. I don't. I don't want it to be confusing. These are the ratings that I put in the chart. So you know, there's going to be three or four that deviate from what Tara said. But that, just so you are aware, that's how that's going to be done. Um, and they're pinned in that channel, so you can refer to all of the previous episodes as well. So next movie, Nobody, 2021, 84 critics, 94 audience, 132 runtime. This movie, it, it's featuring starring Bob Odenkirk, who he's, for anybody who doesn't know, that's Saul from Breaking Bad and, more importantly, to Tara and me. He's like one of the genius masterminds behind all of the Tim and Eric bullshit. He he He's a big homie of those guys and produces a lot of that adult swim trash that we all adore so much. And I'll just say this before Tara gives her writing. I started watching it on a Southwest flight. Tara was like, eh, "I you know what I'm watching? And it was so <laughs> good that I stopped the movie maybe an hour in because we were headed down... I think we were headed down to Tampa or headed back from Tampa. I don't know. I can't we remember. We were
0: flying to New York.
1: Okay, that's right. I we were going to, to see visit Natalie. Natalie. And I stopped it and I just sat for the rest of the flight and I said, you're going to watch this with me on the way back to Atlanta. And she was like, Meh. We were going back to Atlanta. We I just went ahead and rewatched it with her. And... Now, what's your rating, Tara? Must
0: watch, hard must watch, probably top 10 movie for me. <laughs> I want it in a physical copy yeah. in our house. I want to watch it every year. Like, oh my God, that movie was so good. It's... And the reason, okay, he's making fun of me in like the re whatever. Whenever I'm on an airplane, I put on music and I just zone into the album I'm listening to and I pretend... Like, I'm living in, like, a different imagination. Like, my imagination is running wild. Like, I'm not on the airplane. And I love doing that because it's relaxing. So, like, the thought of having to watch a movie and, like, be, like, conscious enough to, like, engage with the movie, like, made me... I don't know. The whole thing just sounded exhausting.
1: Good for you, Tara. Nobody is amazing, and now you're thanking me because it's perfect.
0: Nobody is incredible.
1: And it's... Oh, Kirk's a legend. It's a vengeance story. I've I've talked about this on a previous episode. Something. It, it's John Wickish. It. It's John Wick for suburban
0: dads. Yeah, there that's you go. It, that's literally what it is. If you're there not you a ripped, crazy
1: dude, we'll just, you're just just leave it at that. Yeah. Aftermath, 2021. No critics available. 24 audience. 134 Whoa. runtime. Rating. <sighs>
0: My God! Um, if you want some humor, watch.
1: That, no, that's not. Oh, good. that's not a good thing for listeners. That oh, I'm on the sense. fence
0: because, like, I'm. I want to say skip, but there's parts. It's of the a movie, horror movie. Yeah, there's parts of the movie that I actually found funny enough Same. that I'd be like, "Oh wow, I wish someone else could like watch the movie and like get what." i Yeah, I'm but trying with no to, like, context, if you
1: say watch aftermath, if you want to see something funny, they're gonna be like, "No." What?
0: Uh, what would what, would you say for this? I
1: said it was a watch. i th- honestly, I think that twenty four audience rating is bullshit it's It's better than that,
0: but okay, do you know why it got twenty four I think I think it got twenty four because people wanted
1: the... a different explanation.
0: No, no, the dialogue between the two main characters, oh. a husband and a wife it, oh my God, it was just so unrealistic and stupid and cringy, and I couldn't stand it. It literally you know what it felt like. It felt like I was watching a soap opera through social media, like like Instagram Live or something. Like it just it felt very um like Gen Z-ish, like all like Here, the way that they talked and spoke about things. But the underlying premise of the movie, I feel like if this movie would have been filmed in the nineties or early two thousands, it would have been better.
1: Here's my take on what you just said. It's not relatable to you and me personally in that regard. I don't think that makes it a crappy movie, like the exchanges between people.
0: No, I, no, it, it literally is the way that they were just speaking as a person. It sounded like some, it, you know what it sounded like? It just sounded like a genera- generational gap
1: yeah, okay. between Maybe. me and,
0: and someone younger than me who speaks a, like a totally different way, and I'd just be like, you're a child.
1: I think the movie like, and the twist makes you. it worth watching.
0: Okay, I would agree with that. So uh, then I would say soft, soft, so, soft wash for watch? me. Okay. Yeah.
1: Got it. Haime. Next movie. Sweet. Yeah. With Jaime, sweet girl. This has Jason Momoa, uh, 2021, 19 critics, 41 audience, one fifty runtime. Would you give it?
0: Um, soft skip.
1: I, I like soft skip cause I gave it a skip, but I'm willing to give it a soft skip. Um, because
0: I, I like that there, there is a twist in the movie. Yes, that the, they reveal, the tw- and the twist I love I loved the twist. Um, but I think it might have been how long was it, did you say? Uh
1: blah bu- blah bu- blah bu- blah bu- blah. Bu- 150. It's long. It's long for, for what, what it is. is.
0: And I think that's why I give it a soft skip.
1: Yeah. And and But if you the, like Jason Momoa, the whole, then the whole reason I watched we wanted to watch it, uh this was the same gang, uh, Jake, and Kelly, and Tara. Um they as soon as you open the movie, big beautiful shot of Pittsburgh. That was cool. So it was filmed there. Mm-hmm. But um the one thing that did get us bonus points, despite me giving it the, the skip rating, the soft skip, is somebody won. I don't remember. It might have been Jake. Somebody had to swing an axe as their action. And oh my sure enough, God. And yeah. it, <laughs> it was so great because it, it was a real like, soft half swing, but we all agreed yeah. that it counted. So that was great. Uh, mid, as Tara likes to say, Midsomar, however you don't pronounce it, Midsomar midsomar. Mid, mid-summer. mid mid-summer? I don't know. Um 2019, 83 critics, 63 audience, 225 runtime. What's your rating?
0: I would do a soft skip for that one too.
1: Okay, you and I are definitely aligned here. This was the only one on my list where I gave it a split decision. Like I between both. It, it's tough. Yeah. That's an annoying thing to say. The, you know what gave me i was going to give it a watch or even a soft watch and i went to the split decision because of the runtime it's long yeah. it's 2 hours and 25 minutes it's an interesting look at like a very strange part of oh swedish i think was it swedish uh, nordic yeah some something nordic i'm really sorry for sounding stupid and uninformed right now but uh like a like a pagan cult and some really weird strange traditions that go back and are talked about in that part of the world. I don't know. It's interesting and I enjoyed watching it. I wouldn't recommend it for the average person, but that being said, like I liked it enough to call it a soft watch. So that's take what I said with a with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, if that's your niche, go for also, it. Also,
1: I don't think we saw the director's cut, but that was the director's cut. I found it when I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a hundred critics, seventy-four audience, which is in which is an improvement in both categories. I would really so maybe be, check be that interested.
0: Out. Yeah, I would do a little research to see what is included, yeah. like an additional however many scenes. Totally, because it might. Yeah, Yeah, I I would give the director's cut a watch because you and I have seen it, and I'd be curious to see why Mm -hmm. it got such a high rating.
1: Yeah, see, so those previous four movies that we watched all of those with Jake and Kelly: Awake, Nobody, Aftermath, Sweet Girl in a Weekend, and then we crushed a bunch of movies with uh, Natalie as well when we were visiting her in New York. Uh, The next movie we that was Midsummer, and then Level 16 is the next one. 2018, 83 critics, 60 audience. And that one was 142 runtime. What was your rating?
0: I would say watch.
1: It was a watch for me. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Holy shit! Wasn't Natalie's word "moon"? And it was one of the first things they said in the movie. Her her word was absolutely hilarious. They said it
0: so many times. Like like, like the moon was a thing. Legit
1: in the first three minutes or something. Yeah. It was that was hilarious. And we we like sold Natalie on the word game, and she got it immediately. So that was fun. Cool movie. Dystopian sci fi definitely worth a watch. Yep, sea fever 2019, 87 critics, 46 audience, 130 runtime. What are you looking at? Don't look,
0: I'm looking at the name.
1: Sea fever, they were on a ship, there was they were oh. coming down with some sort of a uh, like a disease. I, I'm i trying to keep the ratings yeah, yeah, separate so Tara can't see them, so um, the listeners understand what just happened there.
0: No, I was trying to that understand way, it's very organic. It Oh, Alex, I would say, you know, it was so frustrating. Like I, I'm in between watch and skip
1: I, Well, listen for different reasons. Watch, but the ending kind of sucked. Yeah. The movie was good and, and it's only an hour and a half. So I think it's worth a watch. It's just, yeah. I thought the ending was kind of silly. It's still worth watching. It's a cool movie. Yeah. That's my take. You good with that? Yeah, I would agree. Sweet, thanks they're, for
0: helping me work through my. You're welcome. They're out to sea
1: and they're starting to come down with something uh, malicious, and it's cool. Spoilers. Yeah, that's all. That's not a spoiler. Beckett, 2021, 45 percent critics, 33 audience, 148 runtime. Skip. I agree with Skip. Couple of comments though. I hate it because the movie was. Uh, pretty riveting. I was very into it. Like the whole time, it was cool, fast-paced, had me on the edge of my seat. This was not like Sea Fever in the sense that the movie was good and then the ending sucked, but I can still say watch. It was a little bit longer, plus the ending kind of ruined it for me. It just went, just fell flat on its face, and I was like, what? That's how I felt about it. The only thing that might be worth watching for you, and this is the second movie on this list with uh, this guy in it, John David Washington. For those of you who don't know, that is Denzel Washington's son. And boy, is it freaky watching him because he looks not so much looks, some, but he sounds and talks just like him. His
0: mannerisms and his voice, it literally sounds like someone has taken Denzel Washington um, his voice and like a voice acting and superimposed it on a different actor. It, but it, it, but then when you watch his mannerisms and some of his facial expressions and the way he speaks, you can tell that, like, oh, my gosh, it's they're just so related. It's just cool
1: seeing a son learn from his father and absorb the way he he acts. And I don't mean acts yeah. in the professional sense. I mean, you know, in natural sense as well. I mean, hell, you see it with me and my dad all the time. So
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Next movie, Kate with a K. 2021, 42 critics 52 audience 146 runtime um what's your rating this was the woody harrelson one he was in it too soft watch soft watch i gave that one a must watch
0: really I, see interesting
1: I, tara that and outsider were both organized crime
0: japan boy japan japan four. yeah i
1: mean it's japan four it was amazing I loved everything about that movie. I thought Woody Harrelson's character was so great. He's always
0: great. He's a great actor. I mean, like, when is he not great?
1: Exactly. He's awesome. It's definitely a watch coming from us, anyhow. Um, I thought it was a very, very good movie. And in a way, it's without quite as high of a body count. It's uh, like a female John Wick.
0: I would say watch, not soft watch. That's fair. Now that I'm
1: remembering more scenes of the movie. Yeah, you liked that movie. I'm
0: going to give that a watch. You love that, Josh. Yep.
1: Okay, this one is, shout out, former colleague, Brandon. Thank you for this uh, recommendation. So at my last job, I had a, a good m- media recommendation buddy. Like, we, we found quickly that we had very similar tastes and sometimes very weird and not like other people. And I liked that, you know, he and I would be similar in that regard. And he kept telling me to watch a movie called Coherence. And finally, it popped up somewhere for free, 2013. critics, audience 81%, 129 runtime. What's your rating? Watch. It was a must-watch for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that runtime combined with the quantum physics insanity. That's that is that's a that's my kind of movie.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm right below the cusp. Of a must watch. So a hard e- watch. I would say a hard <laughs> watch. Yeah, we're, g- we're going we to have to make a chart added car- more this. is actually eight categories this. now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, I mean, you you know, we really only have the four ones, but it is funny because you do sometimes lean in a certain direction, but you can't quite give something a certain distinction. I personally... It's like a
0: sliding scale.
1: I Yeah, but I give coherence a must watch. That movie was freaking awesome. Um, Timeshare, 2018, 86 critics, 50 audience, 136... R- runtime it's a foreign movie uh spanish Tara watched in and out with this like barely I at all
0: was so uncomfortable this is watching the this movie that i had i had to like look away and passively do something else because i i don't know like the the thoughts running through my head while i would actually watch the movie i was like i hate this i was like i hate all of this this is not good and i would give the movie a skip
1: avoid at all costs for Th- you, this was actually the the second one on my list. There was nothing redeeming about this one for me, and it, and it's it's not because of the actors. If you the like actors did a great job,
0: like if you if you're a weird yeah, masochist, but it's, but then it's maybe. not
1: interesting. It's not even interesting. I think the director just has a hilarious axe to grind about timeshares and people trying to sell you timeshares, yeah. and I think he hates them so much and had such a bad experience that he was like. I'm gonna make a movie about how much I hate this. That is funny, but the movie is just not it's not worth watching to me. Yeah. So but the actors did a great job. I mean, it was it was kind of convincing in that regard. Okay, last four. Shit, this might be one of the best. This might might be number one on the list. Come on, take us. Malignant. 2021, 76 critics, 52 audience. 151 Runtime.
0: Oh my god. Director
1: James Wan. That's important for those of you who know the name. Um, lots of things, but specifically Saw, the creator of this Saw. This movie
0: gave me nightmares.
1: Oh my god. Malignant. It was very good. What, I would say watch.
0: It? I won't say must watch because I'm not I a will. horror freak like you, but oh my god. This movie was very riveting, um, but the horror aspect of it. Made me like do like the, you know, like the weird finger thing. Yeah. Where I was looking, but like, like not you looking. and Kelly. Yeah.
1: Dear listener, guys yeah. and gals, crafty boys and girls, please watch Malignant. We saw it on HBO Max. It's probably still on there. It is a, it is a, an excellent horror movie. And more importantly, a fresh one. This is yeah. the definition of fresh. It is f- completely unlike anything else I've seen. It's extremely, it's a slasher film. It's very violent and gory. Oh my God. That is a top three on this list for me.
0: Actually, you know what? This is very, um, this is very good. And hopefully we get this out soon for the listeners. Halloween's coming right around the corner. This is perfect for Halloween.
1: I'm cranking all this stuff, all all of these out in October. So we're good. Uh, Tenet, Christopher Nolan. You guys have probably at least heard of this. 2020, 70 critics, 76 audience, 230 runtime. What's your rating?
0: Softwatch.
1: That's fair. I gave it a watch. I mean, there are a lot of people I know who would probably call it a must-watch, like friend Alex, who recommended it and mm-hmm. he was so vehement that we watch it that he was like, Hey, do you want to watch Tenet tomorrow? And I said, sure. It it's a watch. With the caveat that it is a Christopher Nolan movie. It's long. It's complex. These special effects are second to none. It is also wonky and convoluted. And the very beginning of the movie, they're just like, hey, there are these uh, inverted items. And this is how it works. And the guy's like, oh, Okay. And I'm like, no, that is not how you would react to that. Your mind would be blown, your head would melt, you'd be like, what the fuck is my reality? And he's just like, oh sweet, this is how it works. This is this is the other John David Washington movie.
0: Yeah, I would also I would also say, um, because the soft watch, I, I when you watch this, because it is so complex, um I don't know about you. But I felt like a lot of um, the dialogue was so soft-spoken that if you aren't listening very, very closely, you would miss it. Like w- if we didn't have subtitles on, I would have not known what it's a was going. Movie. Yeah, That's all. so I would recommend if you're going to watch the movie, put on subtitles because it'll help you with um, names and and different um, things going on with the plot. Like it'll very much help you in your understanding of the movie because if you don't have that on, you have to crank up the volume and listen to every single sound coming
1: out of people's mouths. The I'll like the special effects and choreography of it. That deserve that's a a must watch. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it is, it's a real mind fuck in a good way. Oh yeah. I would totally agree. Very cool movie. Um, it's, it's kind of like me saying it's a must watch without it being a must watch. Cause I didn't want to have too many on this list. But, um, if you're a Christopher Nolan fan, it's, it's a no brainer, you know, like, but same rule for inception shutter Island. I don't consider those to be must watches. I consider them to be watches, dark Knight's and must watch.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen shutter Island in a long time and I want to revisit yeah, it because so I. I, I think there are, I think I watched that when I was more immature mm-hmm. and I didn't fully understand the concepts of the world not like I do now.
1: I mean that being said, there are a there are 3 must watch Christopher Nolan's as a side note from my perspective. Obviously Dark Knight and and Batman Begins if you want to include that cuz you know they're part of the same trilogy and Interstellar and then oh I made God. you guys watch this a while back, The Prestige. The Prestige is top notch. Also Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, remember the uh, magician movie? Last two, annihilation before actually before I go down the list, Tara just went on this weird research project of like what are really cool sci-fi movies that are out right now that people cosmic
0: horror cosmic horror that it was on a it was a some person went on our movies and was asking about very good recommendations for cosmic horror, and I immediately saw that, and i I really like that genre, so I dove, dove into it. Yeah, so H.P. Lovecraft is a theme in the next two movies. And um, so I did, yeah, I did a bunch of screenshots on my phone. I'm like, hey, Alex, we need to sit down and watch this and this and this and this and that. So
1: so Annihilation, 2018, 88 critics, 66 audience, 155 runtime. Watch. Watch. I also agree. I give it a, a, a firm watch, not a hard, not a soft, just a watch. Yep. Natalie Portman was the, the main uh, actor in it, and...
0: And Daisy Domergue.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right, because I said, oh, my I God. I her name. I was like, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. and her, I was like, who's that? And I said, who the fuck is Daisy Domergue? And she's yeah. like, oh, okay. So, um, really good movie. Uh, very, very cool shit that happens in it. Great special effects, especially toward yes, the end.
0: Yes, I would say very interesting... Um mind-bending scenes and and concepts in the movie. And then
1: legit the same movie, except more fucked up And and funnier and more violent and more entertaining. Nicolas Cage movie, Color Out of Space, 2019, 86 critics, 82 audience, 151 runtime. Rating...
0: I want to say must watch. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, okay. Ab-
1: absolute and must watch. So if anyone great. has
0: seen and I don't know if we covered this in a previous um movie rundown. If anyone's has seen Mandy. The mm-hmm. movie Mandy, it's got Nicolas Cage and that's a very violent movie. I think I saw rec- someone listed Mandy in that cosmic horror category, which I don't agree with fully, but
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. But very similar um fucked up kind of over scenes, over-the-top um, insanity. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Like, you know, whereas um, Annihilation was more family-friendly. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's color not the of, right
1: word for it, but... It, yeah, more it,
0: PG-13. M-
1: sure. It, yeah.
0: yeah, whereas Color Out of Space was just, like, whack. And to be fair, I think Annihilation was whack. probably
1: R, but, like, it... A out of space was just on another level. Yeah, it, oh, was, yeah. it was. It, it was horrible. a lot of fun. That was so a fun.
0: That was that would be a fun Halloween movie too.
1: One hundred percent, highly recommended watching that. And I'm just going to say, Tara wanted to include this, and she was like, "Oh, spoiler!" And I was like, "No, just saying these words isn't going to be a spoiler." <laughs> Alpaca ball. That's all. If you watch it, <laughs> you might find ball. some humor in that. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Here's here's what I'll say about. Color Out of Space too. It it pulls from a co- couple of other parts of legendary media, including The Thing. Yeah, it's truly, and that's another. I, I know every once in a while we have little comments that we throw things in. P- please go watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh that my movie gosh! Is yeah, and perfect. if you really enjoyed John Carpenter's
0: perfect. The Thing, I would recommend the prequel that came out later, probably um, a decade ago, a decade. Or so. Yeah, and maybe. Well, when did the thing come out? Like back in the 80s, 80s? Early 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the there's a sequel, which it, it, it takes place prior to the events in the original movie. Um, and I think it actually ties in the events prior to the original very well. Um, the prequel
1: ends with the very beginning. And I mean minute to minute, moment by moment of the original thing. Exactly. Yep.
0: Yep. And so. and I think I think it was done well. The in yeah I'll leave good. it at that. I'll leave it at that. Agreed. The the uh the, the second movie that came out was done. Yeah.
1: So fine. we threw in a couple of bonuses in there, but we hope y'all enjoyed our fourth movie rundown. I think so. Um that's so this one and the last one were both pretty long. We covered a lot of movies. Um as always, let us know your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, suggestions, et cetera, um, at Podcast at gmail.com. We have the official craft heads Podcast Discord server. We've actually had a few patrons uh, join in the past week or so. So thank you very much for doing that. Actually, shout out to um, Dave, Sarah, and Ryan on that. That's really awesome. And, um, you know, at, at any of the support levels on Patreon.com slash CraftHeadsPodcast, you can join that server with the different channels, not financial advice, etc. Um, but pretty cool we got a good community on there and it's growing we'd love to have you join us and if you'd rather just hang back and listen to the episodes i'm grateful for you listening anyways and we're happy to have you there as well so thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode thanks tara
0: what